This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Who am my DMX? I'm going to come back like that. I, I, I was trying to practice my DMX voice, but I don't have it. So I'm just going to come back as Jerry MX. Uh, welcome back to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. We try to get you uh, ready here for what is the uh, baseball season that has been announced, 60 games. We're trying to get you ready to get back into NBA because we know that that has a season or a, a season start date. But the unknowns of questions that are arising now in the gambling world, for example, I've read a uh, article that it was asking, and I guess people have this question. I thought it was what it is as far as is my ticket still valid if I bet on X team and one of their guys goes down with COVID. Is my ticket still in play? What can I do? I got I got a feeling a lot of people are going to run into that problem because they're going to think that hey somehow I can get my money back if LeBron isn't on my team. But uh, all the sports are co- sports books have come back and said it's action, action, action. If you place that bet and the game gets going, the the tournament gets going, the season. Hey, that tournament no or that ticket no matter what happens. It, it sticks, and that's kind of scary because we talked about how can you honestly go and bet a future right now with with certainty that you're, all your guys are going to be there. That's There's not a certainty that everyone's going to be there by the end of the year. No. It, you know, buyer beware, right? So, you know, you have to be aware of that coming into this thing. So, you know, for me personally, I, I'm going to do more betting close to game day. You know, maybe more, you know, live betting, you know, stuff that – I know what's going to happen. I'm going to be a little more cautious. What happens, though, to when betting, I guess, basketball, home court advantage, right? Do you just take that off right off the top? Because let's say it was painted anywhere from two and a half or three points, let's say, for example. Do we just take that off? Because in that same article, I read Booker, Bookmaker saying they're throwing the same ingredients they do to get their, their odds, their numbers, their spreads, but they're going to just leave that aspect out. And I think that it's, it's just – so much unknown because that's some for example game sevens in nba 80 percent of the home teams win game sevens how do you treat a game seven in a neutral court site with what's going on right now it's just tough it's it's going to be different you're going to have to adjust i mean there really isn't any home court advantage you know there's not and you're going to run into that with baseball too because i don't think there's going to be any you know fans in the stands i know jim crane came out and said you know, that they plan on having fans out at Minute Maid. But, I mean, Houston is one of the biggest hotbeds on the entire planet right now for COVID. So, I don't know how realistic that is. But, I mean, you make a good point, man. The NBA, it's going to be different. Now, the stadiums aren't going to be empty. You know, you are going to have a lot of NBA players that are on other teams watching the games. But, you know, that that's not going to really impact cheering or anything like that, I wouldn't think. Now, I'm hearing reports that the other eight teams that aren't included in this, they want to have their own little tournament. Basically, a NIT. Yeah, <laughs> an NIT constellation, however you want to call it. That's crazy. That is crazy. I just, it's to me, because then you have players on these teams that are actually playing for something saying, man, I don't want to take the risk. Then you have guys that aren't playing for anything saying, I want to stay jailed. Like, this is what I need. I need to stay. I need the team to stay together. I need to, to get my reps in. That's something that they're going to run into a lot of as well because you have team guys on these teams that are saying, you know what, I'm not going to go. Y'all go ahead and do what I have. Or, or, or like we heard this week, players having family issues where they have custody of their kids to where they said, man, I can't. And I hate that story. We'll get into that. But I don't know 
how you can bet with with any kind of I mean, other than catching value on futures, you can't bet any of the top dogs and, and expect to make money off of it. How can you go up there with the Lakers, especially like after Avery Bradley's not going to be there? How can you go up there and punch a ticket and say, man, I, I'm confident in this bet? Uh, you can't be any more confident in the Lakers than you are maybe the Rockets. No doubt. And there's actually some value with the Rockets. If anybody could, you know, win, you know, a, a weird playoff like this, I think the Rockets have a shot. I really do. Speaking of those Rockets, they will play on the second day. Now, the ESPN announced that it's restarts game telecast with a doubleheader Friday, July 34th, the 31st, I'm sorry, four games on Saturday. And then that's going to have that uh, Houston versus Dallas, 9 p.m. Eastern time. I noticed a lot of kind of later starts for these Rockets games, you know, around, you know, 8 o'clock, a lot of those, which, you know, I'm fine with that. But, man, I'm just – I'm excited to have sports back, man. I'm I'm going to – I'm going to watch me some Rockets. You know, I'm a big NFL guy, so I'm not a huge, you know, NBA fan. But in the current circumstances, I'm just going to be excited to, to be able to root for the home team. July 30th to August 14th. That's the the time frame of everything. The games are going to be split up amongst a few networks, TNT, ESPN, ABC, and NBA TV. So, I mean, it, they need it bad. You know, when they came to the table, like, who's getting what? Uh, okay, well, give us these because some of these big games, imagine how many eyes are going to be on it. I know even for non-basketball fans, I've talked to some people when they said, you know, at this point, I've missed sports so much. And, we, you know, we were listening to the promo that with AJ and Fred from the Blitz saying, what is your thoughts? What has happened to the sports fan now that they've had this gap with no sports? And um, if you're listening out there, I'd like to hear from it. You go ahead and hit the text line. Give us a call, 713-780-3776. Has it made you in your head think or believe, you know what, man, sports aren't that important? Or are you on the opposite end saying, man, they are that important? This has been terrible. This has been rough because I've heard it both ways. Me, I mean, this has been terrible. It's been rough. Like, I, I realize how much sports do play into my life. Unfortunately, I guess. Fortunate because I guess it is our jobs. We need it. Um, I, I Man, I can't see how people are saying that it grew them or it, it led them to believe that, you know what? I don't need sports that bad. I can't. And I'm not saying that that's wrong. <laughs> no, but here's the other thing, though, too. It's not just that sports aren't around, but, like, new movies aren't really coming out. You know what I mean? Like, television shows, they stop shooting stuff, you know? So there's going to be a point where there's not much new coming out on Netflix. You know, there's people aren't going to movies, you know, like the new James Bond movie. They pushed it all the way back to the fall for the release date. So that's the thing, too, is there's no other alternative to sports. It's not like you're you're getting other great brand new content that's dropping. I'm running out of stuff to watch. I told Jerry during the break, Trey, I went back and watched the entire series of The Sopranos over the last few weeks. You know, like, I don't have anything to watch. You know, like I'm going back to that. So when basketball happens and, and hopefully it goes off like they're saying, I'm going to be watching. Man, it just... At this point, I'll take anything. Like I said, I was betting on ping pong, just watching it, fascinated, just thinking, wow, I didn't know this existed. And as soon as soccer came back, it was these lower leagues. I was out there betting on guys that aren't even professionals. Yeah. Like I always say, those, this guy's a baker by day, a soccer player by evening, and then he has to go back to his day job. That's the guys I was betting on, but I had no choice. Now the choices are going to be there, but there's no way that I if, – if you see Jerry and hold me this – Drop a max bomb on this NBA season within the first week. 
of everything kicking off, then then hit me up and tell me to stop because there's nothing, no reason that I should give you something with with max credits attached to it saying, hey, bet so much on this game because I don't know. Uh, is it going to affect the scoring? Is it going to be higher or lowering? I mean, what does it do? What does it do for a referee playing in these arenas? It just, I don't know what to do. It's going to be a trial and error, and you don't want to ever do trial and error whenever you're gambling. No, but I do feel better about basketball because, you know, they're doing the bubble thing. I kind of worry, you know, baseball's not doing that. And the NFL just really can't do that. There's too many people to, to get in a bubble. So I at least feel like the NBA has the best chance of, of things going as planned. <sighs> the Rockets. Do you guys think they have a – honestly, and, and I know you guys don't bleed block at red, uh, Rocket Red like that, so I know it's going to be an honest because if you ask some guys, they're going to tell you, yeah, the Rockets got the best chance right now. But do you think they really have a chance with this? I think it benefits them myself with the the format of the way things are going to go on. I think they have a true shot at this. This is their best chance, I think. And it's because, you know, we saw it with James Harden. He was getting kind of tired and worn down. This has given him a chance to rest up and get in great shape. P.J. Tucker was getting beaten up every night. This has given him a chance to, you know, to get healthy. So I think this is their best shot, and we'll see if they can pull it off. And, and of course, it would be the most Houston thing ever to win a championship when when people don't want to call it a legitimate season. Yeah, you know the what stars I mean? are really aligning here. Yep. Um, Imagine what Maury and them would say, though. They would figure out some kind of analytical angle to it. Take this, guys. But if you're wondering what that game one spread is, Rockets favored by one and a half. Obviously a neutral court. Yeah. Dallas Mavericks, they don't have a, oh, a total on this book that I'm on, but Rockets minus one and a half. <sighs> Here we go again. I, I can't know, believe right? <laughs> I mean, it just feels we're talking about basketball spreads right now. And, and whenever I thought about that, I'm thinking, well, here we go. I mean, most of these spreads, though, are two points and under. For example, the Magic Brooklyn game, uh, two points. This is all the, uh, the second night. Grizzlies Blazers minus one. Suns Wizards minus three Celtics Bucks four so everything's four points or under I think that the books are gonna take their lessons of learning experience as well the They're way we're taking cautious. yeah yeah because at this point they need action I mean imagine how many books uh, or bets are not being placed at these books they need any kind of action they're like us but at the same time if these numbers are off they're gonna take a beating they are and keep in mind you know the, the the big casinos in Vegas. Their sports books they want this action, right, Jerry? Because it's it's not like a ton of people are in there playing card games and craps right now. No, I saw a picture. Now, surprisingly, my friend he took a picture about seven thirty their time. Uh, I mean, there was there was action on a on a Wednesday or Thursday, whatever day he sent it to me. I'm thinking, really, where are all these people coming yeah. from? Like, what are they doing? Man, I mean, it's Vegas, I guess, and I imagine the the flights are probably pretty cheap right now. And I like it. Don't get me wrong. I'm a Vegas guy. I got my guy. He's actually listening to right now. Uh, shout out to him. He's there. He's got his mask on. He's, you know, taking all the precautions. But in the, some of those pictures, when this was a few days back before they started mandating it's so tough, but a lot of those people didn't have them on, and I think that's what you're going to have a trouble with. If you go to Lake Charles right now, I guarantee you that they most of the people weren't wearing them. Man, no, no thanks. You know, I'll just wait it out a little bit. Wait it out. Drink at home. Gamble at home. And gamble with Moneyline here on ESPN 97.5.
Innovation Map is the new voice of innovation in Houston. Pretty cool, huh, Morty? Covering startups, tech, energy, health, social impact, and more. Visit innovationmap.com today. Do it now! Do it! Do it! Do it now! is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline 713-780-3776. The phone lines are open just for you to get in here and drop a bomb, a bet on everyone, tell them, hey, you know what, Jerry, I got this. Let me guide the people to some money. Hey, the phone lines are open just for that, 713-780-3776. Anything's on the table, whether you want to talk the return of baseball, what the Astros are going to be, what to do with a mask or mask off. If you're that guy and you have to get it off your chest, hey, go ahead and do it. We're going to leave it open for you guys because that's what we do here on Sunday mornings. We try to get you going. We try to end your week on a high note. And the high note would be with money in your pockets and someone that's looking for money in their pockets, someone that's looking for a job. And we're going to talk wide receivers. Hey, there's video of Haskins throwing it to Antonio Brown. Ooh, yeah, I I don't think it's going to happen for Antonio Brown, man. I just, I, I don't think it's ever going to happen again. I think he's done. Is it because he showed so much of, of, I guess he was fragile mentally and not stable as a person? Because we know that, yes. the, we, right? We, <laughs> yes. we know the skill sets there. Yes. Now, it's of, do you think any teams would take a chance? Because I was hearing that he might be linked to the Seahawks somewhere. Seahawks and the Ravens, I've heard of, have talked about it. But he's like a legitimate crazy person, Jerry. Like, I don't buy it for a second. But we saw it last year. I mean, with the, calling Mike Mayock a cracker. I mean, he's just off you his rocker. You can't say that, man. Josh. You can't say that. I can't say that. That, I mean, the helmet issue. Like, we have to really think how far off the cliff this guy went so fast. I mean, he was... He was going to retire, remember, because of helmet. He had the nation, the world, on search for a specific helmet that was league approved. That's where we came with it with him. The the the, the burnt feet, remember the feet from yes. the cryo, the the pulling up in a in a helicopter or whatever it was, and he wasn't even going to practice that day. It was just he comes as a headache. Uh, we saw him go to the Patriots, even score a touchdown. I mean, yeah, that's who he is. Is just who takes a chance on him. And whoever does, do are they strong enough? I guess up top or at the coaching position, at the at the coordinator position, to keep him mellowed because I don't see a person changing and being that crazy so fast. And all of a sudden, now you see him videos of him and he's with Deion Sanders doing sit downs and De- and now he's talking like a normal person. Now it's like a completely different guy. And I'm thinking, man, he's just putting on a show right now. Like in deep down inside, he's still that guy. And Deion's just asking him, like, man, what happened? It's it's heart to heart talks. You know what happened? What was going on? He says, man, I I lost it. I'm just going crazy. Like. You just don't know what it to be in this position, what it's like, you know, and whatnot. And I just need another chance. I promise you this, this, and that. And I'm thinking, as soon as they give him the keys to the car, he's going to start driving fast as hell again. He is. And the Ravens makes a little bit of sense because uh, Hollywood Brown, their receiver, they're cousins. So it makes sense that they're working out with some of those guys because, you know, they're related to each other. And it feels like he's a lot older than he is. He's He's only 31. He's been elite so, yeah. so, so long. That's what it is, man. I, it just... 
Someone out there has got to use for a 31-year-old, I mean, pro bowler, lead the league in, in, in yards multiple times, receiving yards. Somebody has a need for that. But here's my issue. The two teams we're talking about, the Seahawks and the Ravens, they don't throw the ball that much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and with you know DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, you know they, they have some receivers. You know in Seattle now the, the Ravens would make more sense because outside of Marquise Brown, they don't they don't have a whole lot at wide receiver. So so maybe. But once again, like I just said, they don't throw the ball that much. And how soon before he starts complaining that he's not getting enough targets? In an offense that runs the ball a ton. That's the thing. If you bring him in, is he ready to be a piece of something? A piece. Because where he comes from, you know, he was he wanted to be the main thing. He wanted to be the main portion. That's why him and, and Ben Roethlisberger were clash heads. And you saw what he would do. We've seen the extremities that he'll go to. Yep. And that's what's scary about it. Because if you want to be voiced, uh, over-voiced, let's say, off the field, whatever the case is, a lot of these guys, they leave it at that. And they, they'll de- make their demands, and that's it. But when you saw him, I mean, he was throwing bags of penises uh, of gummy <laughs> bags of gummy penises at delivery drivers. I mean, he was he was doing all that. Well, now we're hearing the, uh, the you know the the people that worked in his house. So he was walking around naked. You know what I mean? And just those stories go to lead you to believe they. I mean, I'm, I'm a trends guy, and the trends here lead to crazy. Yes, and. Look, I mean, we've seen it too many times with him. You know, the Steelers were finally like, we're good. After what he did to the Raiders, I mean, what team is really going to take a shot with him? I wouldn't do it. It's just not worth it. And and he's going to fall off pretty quick anyway, man. He's in his 30s. I just think he's more trouble than he's worth. Is he draftable at all in fantasy leagues? Because let's say somebody gets desperate. Do you see him somewhere throughout the season getting on there? And will he be an asset? Maybe with one of your last two picks or something like that, you just – you, you know, those are dart throws anyway, your last picks of your drafts. So, you know, maybe you take a shot there because if nothing happens, you can just cut him and pick somebody else up. And you make a great point on as far as the teams because the Ravens, that's, I mean, they run so much. And then whenever you look at the way they throw it, they were thrown to the tight end position quite a bit last season. And that's where I think that it, it I guess, shows the best of Lamar Jackson's abilities, right? Because we don't know what he is. As far as the precision on downfield passing, we did see it earlier in the year, but it was a lot of yards after catch from Brown. Remember that? He was burning off 60 yards, so it would make it look like, wow, that was a big pass. We still have to see that. We have to see what Lamar Jackson learned from that playoff game last season. We have to learn what he is with his back to the wall because we saw the season, they were rolling people, rolling them over, right? Yeah. As soon as they played that playoff game with his back against the wall they they don't have a lead the other team's pass rush is getting to you he's having to make those throws outside the hash marks and we saw him for the first time look frustrated you saw him after third down bad throw he would run to that sideline he was down on himself he would unsnap his helmet and he was not exactly going off on anybody but he was down what'd you see from Mahomes? he was down double digits i believe in every single game in the playoffs and what did he do he just went back Told the guys, hey, in his Kermit voice, hey, we're going to do this. Whenever we get back out there, we're going to win. And when they went back out there, that's exactly what they did. There's two different – that's why when we talk about tiers and and elites, I I hate to say it, and and some people will say, man, we haven't seen enough of Mahomes for longevity to say, yeah, he is elite on his own. And I'm saying he's on his own island. I think Mahomes is on his own island just because of what we've seen already. Ten points, you're not even – you're not even scared as if as a Chiefs fan if you're down to double digits. You're thinking, you know what? Just give us the ball back. We got this. Yeah, and let's be fair too. He has Andy Reid, 
you know, helping design the offense, call plays, all that kind of stuff. I know Andy, sometimes he calls plays, sometimes he doesn't. But and look who he, who he has around him. you got Travis Kelsey, and you got Sammy Watkins, and you know, Tyreek Hill. I mean, they are loaded with talent at the skill positions on the Chiefs. You know, the, the Ravens don't have that. Now, when you talk about the Chiefs being loaded, the rich get richer, right? Because they got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So do you see him being rookie of the year, or do you, would you take the Colts running back? I think it, it will be him. But here's the thing. We keep talking about this. This is a theme of the show. How much work is he going to get to learn this offense, you know, with this strange offseason for rookies? And let's face it, when Damian Williams was healthy, he was really good. It's just he gets hurt a lot. Who has a chance to be to overtake the, the RB1 position as a rookie according to the situation they're in? Will it be Jonathan Taylor over surpassing Marlon Mack? And Naeem Hines is still there, too. And he's a third-down guy, yeah. So, or will it be the latter? I think that's going to be a tough one, man. I think Hines is going to play a lot more than they're letting on. How about DeAndre Swift? Maybe, but they never get production out of running backs. You know what I mean? They just don't. Now, another rookie running back that's popping up is Moss um, from the uh, Bills. Okay? They lose... Uh, they get rid of Frank Gore, old Yeller, yeah. and then they pick up Zach Moss. Which, if you look at the way that team's built, if and if you look at, I mean, I started thinking, well, what was Frank Gore? I don't remember him doing. He was getting the ball. He was Frank Gore was touching the ball more than Duke Johnson for a lot of period of the time last year. He was averaging nine touches. Just think about that. To do something's wrong here. If Frank Gore still in this league getting out touching, I mean Duke. I just and I know it's different teams, different situations, but just telling you that Frank Gore's looked at looked at as a serviceable guy, right? He could still, I guess, move the chains when needed to. Maybe not be the lead horse guy. He's not going to touch it fifteen, twenty times, but he's good for nine to twelve touches. Maybe a you know a little second down and long, move the chains. But now that you get rid of him, the actual guy that they were using to punch it in to the end zone, they pick up Moss. A lot of people are saying that he might get, have uh, some kind of value. He might. And I think Singletary is a really good player, but but you're right. And then with Frank Gore going to the Jets, remember, he's been with Adam Gase before. So you could see him vulturing some touchdowns from Le'Veon Bell this year. Yeah, that's another thing that – what happens with Le'Veon Bell? Because we, I thought it was going to be – and I knew he was going to take a step back with the offense, obviously. But I thought he would do a lot more than what, what he's done now. And I think the Jets took a, a slight step back this offseason. They've picked up a few positions, but they also lost uh, the Anderson, the receiver. Robbie Anderson, you know, he goes to the Panthers. So – for me, Le'Veon Bell, unless it's a PPR league, I'm not really interested in him as a fantasy option anymore. I just, the Jets are just bad. I, I'm just not a big believer in Adam Gase. And if you want to be a believer in Adam Gase, then you have to believe that he'll lead Sam Darnold to to the you know promised land for to to, to lead him to be a better uh, you know quarterback. This is who he has on his wide receivers: Jamison Crowder. They picked up Brashad Perryman, and then they da- uh, drafted Denzel Mims. That's what he'll have to. That's that's who you're expecting to to make Darnold special around. And I'm yeah. not saying that Perryman can't, but he had his little moments last season. But we've seen him for years be. He was a bust before that. A bust, bust. I mean, at this point, I don't think that the New York Jets have the weapons to be able to show who Darnold really is because I am a Darnold believer and yeah. Going into that draft, I believe that he was the best overall or was going to be the better overall NFL quarterback. Lance Zerline was big.
big on him. I remember that. Yeah. And here we are. So we'll get back uh, to you. We got 30 minutes left in the show. I'm going to drop some winners here on ESPN 97.5. This is Ed Tutal Jones, and you're listening to ESPN 97.5. You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. On ESPN975.com. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline. The phone lines are open 713-780-3776 at Moneyline975, where you can find us on Twitter. Squad's here and accounted for Josh Jordan, Trey Campbell, Jerry Bowe knows what is Z. We're talking a little bit about baseball, basketball, little NFL. What do we think about the wide receiver position? But we're here for one thing, and, and that's to talk serious business. And serious business comes around when the name Ron Jerry, Jeremy comes out. You think, Ron Jeremy, what's going on with this? And then whenever I click this, it just I'm not going to lie, I had to reread it a few times because when Ron Jeremy is getting, I guess, accused of rape, sexual assault, assault he's getting those charges actually pressed on him, you start wondering to yourself, why would a guy – with his resume, let's say, need to do this. What are your first thoughts of reading this story? It makes no sense to me. And I'm just hearing about this right now. I, like, I, I saw the headline, but I haven't read the article yet. And, yeah, I mean, his job is to get to make love, right? <laughs> so, Boinking. Yeah. So I think a lot of these these dudes that are in this business, though, are, are kind of like that. I know there's a lot of allegations around, like, uh, some of the popular male actors in pornography, a lot of them are get are in trouble because they don't know the difference between real life and what they're doing for a living. Yeah, and this dates back to 2014. He's being charged with raping three women, sexually assaulting a fourth in separate incidents. Uh, 6.6 million is what the bell said at. Really? Ooh, man. What kind of money do we think Ron Jeremy has? Oh, man, I, I mean, he's been doing it for years, and he's... I mean, obviously, we know who he is, so he's got to be up there, probably the most famous male porn star ever, right? Didn't he have, like, a whole rap thing he was doing for, like, a a little bit in the mid-90s? He tried to rap. Please tell me that's true. I think so. <laughs> See if you can find that. I think I, I, could, I could pull it up here. But well, I, he did that reality show, didn't he, on, like, VH1 or I something? I so. Where all they, they all lived in some house together, like him and Flavor Flav and... <laughs> Some other people. Ron Jeremy and Flavor Flav. Imagine that house. I think, yeah, I think so. Go ahead and throw Andy Milanakis in there too, <laughs> if you want to. So Ron Jeremy, six mil. Wow, six mil. Uh, uh, that's a lot of. Uh, how do I say this? <laughs> he put in a lot of work for that six mil. I, but let's think about it. I mean, when he was in, I'm not going to say when his prime was. I don't know how how he is. Uh, 
his actual work has has changed throughout the years. I'm trying to voice this and word this carefully. I'm you sorry. Don't celebrate guys. his entire catalog, Jerry? No, that's the thing. Have you ever had a have you no. ever been around somewhere and someone's like names their favorite adult star and you anytime someone's ever done that, especially a dude when he'll be like, "Man, so and so's." I always think that guy's weird, right? Like cuz I don't know them by name, you know what I mean? I know them by subject. Yes. Like just subject in general, like she, you might find her in this subject. But whenever they start talking like, "Man, so-and-so is my favorite. You start thinking, well, I want to keep my, my wife and my daughters away from you. Yes. You're, you're a little too big of a fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You shouldn't. The only one that I know is Mia, you know, and that's just because She's of. She's not even doing it, doing it anymore. Yeah, and I saw, man, did, I saw how much she made throughout all those years. It was ridiculous. That was the thing going around Twitter. It was like the amount of money she made throughout all those years. It was it was scraps. Is that bro. the one yeah, Garoppolo took got on screwed it? over. No, that's, um, I think that was Lisa Ann. Hold up. So you know him by name, too? Let's- no, I just. <laughs> No, no, I don't. I could be wrong on that. I, I don't. I don't know, honey. If you're listening, uh, hide my kids, cause Trey knows them by name. Okay, the only one I know that and by name are at the top of the list. When I'm again, I know them by subject. Yes. You don't need. But Mia Khalifa, yes, yeah, she came up because uh, she hadn't made very much money, and you start thinking, so how much money? What's the going rate right now for a movie? You know. Well, I mean. They they shoot so many. They some of them do like eleven films a day. You know, I mean they they really they shoot them in bulk. Let so me, let me be on the first movie, please. You, <laughs> right? You definitely want to be on the first. I think Jenna Jameson's probably maybe the most famous out of all of them, right? Yeah. So I'm I'm looking here, and I, I guess my uh, my cookies files are going to be altered whenever I go home. And my wife's going to look up something. She's going to say, "Well, why were you looking up how much do uh, porn stars uh, porn co- stars make?" Well, the top rated ones, females. Doing scenes for about two thousand to ten thousand. Hmm. A scene. A scene per scene. I don't know. That, that's why they can shoot so many movies, I guess. But I mean, if you're doing, you know, four scenes a day, you, you could bring you know forty grand home. Now, when you talk about the highest paid porn stars ever, Jenna Jameson, number one, Tara Patrick, two, and then three, Peter North, a guy. I haven't, I haven't even he heard dead? of him. I don't know. He's appeared in over 2,000 adult films, directed over 70 movies, produced 20. This guy here was busy. <laughs> most, of busy. The, most of those porn stars are dead, though, huh? Like, I guess. You would know. You're the fan. Yeah. You, listen, you listen to the Blitz. They have a whole segment about it. I'll take your word for it, You Trey. don't listen to the death segment every <laughs> Wednesday. And it's weird because whenever they say, what did they die of? Then you always hear AJ say something like drug-related, like overdose, you know, yeah. something like that. And it's usually something like that. It's usually something. Now, 2,216 movies, 285 films he directed Ron Jeremy. Man. I mean, he's done it for decades. If this holds to be true, does he lose his spot in the Pornography Hall of Fame? <laughs> well, He's like, already been banned from, like, all those expos. Well, I mean, it's like OJ. They didn't take him out of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So I, I guess you get to keep it. You know what I mean? <laughs> now we're comparing Je- Ron Jeremy to OJ. Welcome to Moneyline yes. on a Sunday morning. I hope your kids aren't listening. Now I know why that 703 dude hates me so much. What uh? What seven oh three guy hates you? The guy on the text line uh, from Northern Virginia or wherever. He said he's changing stations, so it's been real, guys. According to 
this guy, y'all got to get rid of me. So it's all right. The guy that we need to get rid of is the guy that's smoking the pot in the in the in the restroom. Again, I know you've heard this. If you're an ESPN 97.5 listener, you hear this frequently that there's someone. Uh, there's a there's a rule breaker. We call him out here. He uh he's he's smoking the wacky tobacco in the restroom facilities. It's here. only getting worse. Yes, this guy or girl, we don't know. Why we would a girl to- go in the in the men's bathroom? <laughs> Good question. I don't know why I said that. Now, I told Josh, this is my theory, because, like, beautiful Andrew's on that side right now when I come in. I don't even think he's a smoker, right? So then he's off the suspects list. So then I start thinking one time I went in there and I saw the two maintenance guys with the tiles off the, off the ceiling out. Maybe there's some weed up in the ceiling. Ooh, that makes sense. And, you know, our floor, it's not just the radio station. So it could be somebody at one of these other offices. We got to get to the bottom of this because every day it's getting worse. And every day I get looked at like you. I'm, I'm thinking, I no, don't not, think it's you. Thank you. Thank you. Then I'm not going to lie. I threw the blame on Jason Braddock. I said, <laughs> you know what? That would probably be a good suspect. Yeah, that's probably- so it was Jason Braddock. And damn. Probably be the favorite. That day he didn't even come to work. They said, well, he didn't come to work. So Braddock's off the suspect list. So. I'm going to go ahead and narrow this list down as we get out of this show. Maybe it's going to take a few shows because this this is a it's becoming a problem because they don't share. They don't. Not at all. Not at all. And I'm going to share winners here. Like I said, I promise we got one segment left. We're going to go to break here on ESPN 97.5. Money Live on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 97.5.com. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Welcome back to Moneyline, and we're going to do it like this. Let me take you to Italy. Go ahead and get your passport ready. Throw on a few masks because we're going across the seas. And we're going to go to Sassuolo versus Verona. I believe there's going to be a lot of goals here. First half over one. That's a max bet. Game over two and a half. That's a max bet. Udinese versus Atalanta. Atalanta team total over two. That's just a two-unit bet. So smash that Sassuolo game. I really think that there's going to be you know four or five goals in that. Also, if you want a live bet, AIK versus Malmo going off right now in Sweden. Bet the over three live because it's 2-0 right now, and I believe there's going to be another goal. Let me take you to Spain also. Espanol versus Real Madrid. Madrid has dominated the head-to-head here. I think they'll do that again. Real Madrid to win and over one and a half goals combined. It's about minus 130. That's a combined bet. So don't go and bet Real Madrid to win. Jerry, you're giving me a minus 600 favorite. No, it has to happen both combined, and you can get it at a minus 135. Go ahead and hit those. I'm going to have more uh, throughout the day. Nice. And uh, Trey, what do you think? Who's your best pick? Who do you think is going to win NASCAR today? I think Kyle Busch is going to pretty much take everybody behind the woodshed. He's going to dominate today. He's got to come from the back because they inverted the field. But I think it's either going to be Kyle Busch or Denny Hamlin. But a good long shot, I'm going to say Matt DiBenedetto um, in the 21 car. He's got a chance to win. He showed some speed yesterday. 
in the first race, but I think it's going to be all Kyle Busch. Well, there you have it. Trey likes Bush behind the woodshed, in other words. <laughs> all right, listen. Now, listen, I see what you why, did there. This is why the texter hates me so much. No, that's why they love you. They love you. It's all love around here. Now, check it out. Someone from the PGA Tour, Cameron Champ, says he tested negative three times since withdrawing from the Travelers Championship after testing positive. Now, is this going to be a problem now? Testing, I guess, I don't even know how you word it. Ne- false negative yeah and some of these are more reliable than others and that's going to be an issue man and, and i worry about too when we get to you know the nfl season if they're taking people's you know temperatures before they're letting them play games what if you just have like a, a normal kind of flu like you see guys in the nfl fantasy football you know flu like symptoms and they play all the time right well, are they going to be allowed to play? Because you're not going to be able to get that test back for a few days. Yeah, you make a great point. Now, I said that backwards. It would be a false positive, right? Because it was falsely positive. But I guess that's better than a false negative. Yeah. Because if it tells you, no, you're good. And then you're out there golfing. And then three days later, you come back with it. That's even worse. But yes. either way, there's going to be trial and error. That's going to be said in everything. Trial and error. We don't know. And we're taking precautions. You know what? Take him out of the tournament. He has to withdraw. And all of a sudden, he, I mean, and if you look at the name, I mean, I'm not the biggest golf guy. Cameron Champ, though, I haven't really heard of that guy. I'm sure he needed the money. <laughs> no doubt about it. I think everybody needs the money right now. This It's going to be different. Get ready. You know, get ready to, to make some changes on the fly. How much do you trust a football organization, say, the Texans organization, say the Texans go out there and they win 12 games this year and they make a Super Bowl run and they're in the AFC championship game and the quarterback room has a breakout. Do we trust that not only the Texans, I don't want to throw them on the bus, an organization, their main player that could be susceptible, susceptible to picking up the, the COVID, do you think that they'll be honest with the public? That's a tricky one, right? If it's a big game and, and they don't know for sure, like the guy just has a fever and it could just be a you know typical flu or something like that, and you're not going to get the test back for days. Are they going to be honest and rule that person out of the game and keep them away from everybody? Or are they going to keep it kind of quiet and have them play anyway? Are there going to be any repercussions for keeping it quiet? Because uh, if, if there isn't, if there's nothing on on paper saying that this x things will happen then people are going to take advantage of that you have yes how many people are actually going to say if if tom brady came to you and and said you know what i I might have it but i feel fantastic you know i was with someone you know my wow so-and-so has it and i was with them and i feel great everyone else around me had it though they got it should we say anything i mean it's tough for you to say you know what we've come this far it's it's the second week of the nfl playoffs the best season we've ever had in franchise history. The Cowboys are one we, uh, one win away from going back to the Super Bowl. Do you think that they do that to Cowboy Nation when they hit Jerry Jones on the phone? Hey, Jerry. Dak and Amari got corona. What do you think we should do? I think it's tricky, right? I think they would try and hide it. I mean, we see it all the time where... You know, guys have concussions and they lie and say they didn't have yeah. concussions and they go back into games. We see that all the time. Like, why would this be any different? Yeah, I don't see it being any different. That's scary, though, to put trust in them and without repercussions. Like I said, there has to be something in the NBA bubble. There's going to be someone break the rules. Someone's going to break the rules within this these months. They're not going to be able to go in there without going stir crazy. They're, someone's going to either sneak someone in. Someone, uh, someone might. 
get a, a housekeeping someone pregnant. Someone's get something. <laughs> something's happening with this NBA drama because you can't keep these guys locked in like this. Are they going to be like kids sneaking out to where they take like the the bed sheets and tie them all together and throw it out the window and climb out? Something. So so I got a funny story. Whenever uh, my dad, you know, he was a sportscaster. He used to cover a lot of the big soccer teams when they came in town. I don't even know if I should throw this guy's name under the bus now, but I will. Um, <laughs> either way, America uh, from from uh, America from uh, Mexico came against Cruz Azul or whatever. Well, Giovanni Dos Santos was on that America team. He was about to sign with Barcelona. Well, my dad was real cool with uh, a guy named Pardo, Pavel Pardo on that team from the national team. Well, he, my dad would go and pick them up at the hotel. They would sneak out the, the, the training, the, the equipment manager would help them and he would sneak them out and my dad would go pick them up and they would go party all night. And, uh, they went to this bar. Funny man. They went to this bar and uh, they basically kept it open past two o'clock for them. And it was a couple of the America players or whatever. Giovanni gets the, the word that, that Barcelona is going to sign him while he, while like a few days before that, and he's up there drinking. Well, the tap comes and all them players left with women. And now my dad's sitting there, and he's just like, all of a sudden they come, and he said they threw a tab. It said it, it unfolded. <laughs> when, when your tab unfolds and multiple you know, creases are on that, it's going to be a long tab. He said it was like $5,800. Yeah, that they were just ordering all types of stuff, and, and he was basically there left to have to pay for it. And, and then he had to chase down a Giovanni Santos that's about to move to Spain to sign with, or, you know, to go to Barcelona. He said, man, these guys are crazy. He said, they ended up finding their own rights home. They, they left with these women. I'm sure they did. That's the, that's the whole benefit of being a professional athlete, right? Yeah, and it goes to show you that that stuff's going on right now. There's there's plenty of my dads out there picking up these teams and, and showing them uh, around town, let's say. And, I mean, that's a concern, man. And, yeah, you're right. They are going to go stir crazy. I mean, they're just going to be sitting in hotels. How much Madden and, and NBA Live can you really play? No doubt about it. It was funny, too. It said in the article, you know, they're not testing for, you know, recreational drugs, right? The NBA. But that stuff is, you know, forbidden on Disney property. And it is illegal in Florida. So you wonder, like, we know a lot of the guys in NBA smoke. Like, are you imagine they're still going to try and sneak it in and do it. Mickey at your door? Yeah. Hey, who's in there? <laughs> You're like, oh, I smell it. You're like, man, like I said, it, this, it's a lot of trial and error. Okay, so what happens when somebody does get caught breaking Disney property rules, but not the NBA rules? You know, who, who, yeah. hold, who holds court? Yeah. I don't think Disney's going to care, honestly. I think they'll look the other way. I think Trey's probably right. Yeah, and who's going to report them? That's a good point. If you're the guy that catches them, you're going to go report them? It's just it's just a lot of levels to this. I'm just thinking about the, the women factor. You know, these guys that, that let's say, not married or, or have external relationships outside of the marriage. Um, what are they going to do? Because th- that, uh, that groupie's at home sitting there like, so you're going to fly me out? When am, when am I coming out? You know, that's another thing we have to worry about. Just which one of these players is going to break the rules first? It's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, it, you feel like it's going to happen at some point. If you had to bet on a team, who's breaking the rules first? <laughs> the Rockets. The Rockets. <laughs> oh, I was going to say the Blazers, but they're not the old school Blazers. Yeah, we go they're back not to the jail Blazers. Yeah, we go back to the Trail Blazers. They would definitely be breaking rules. But all I know is, man, it's going to be a 
it's going to be a, for especially for gambling. It's so much unknown. But outside of gambling, I think that we're going to have so much just random content coming from off the court. Just the players just acting a certain way. Uh, at one point or another, I, I feel like a player is just going to leave. You know what I mean? He's going to say, "You know what? I've had enough. I got to get out of here." It wouldn't surprise me, man. This is going to be something that we've never seen before. And, but they are staying at you know these really nice resorts. You know it's it's not that bad. But you're right; they're going to go stir crazy, and we're, we're going to get some good stories at some point, man. After we get about two, three weeks in, people are going to start climbing. There the might walls. be some tampering, you know, because they're all in one place. That's actually true. Tampering I mean, as far as what? What trying to you know get yeah, guys trying to, other to recruit? Teams? Yeah, you know, like um, who's to say? Somebody on the Nets won't go to, like, Giannis and say, hey, Giannis, your contract's coming up here pretty soon. You know, um, maybe consider the Nets. And You see LeBron holding one-on-one conventions. You're like, what? These are one-on-one. Step aside. He's just doing them with every team, just one-on-ones. You're like, LeBron, you Yeah, they're to- playing ping pong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no doubles, though. Social distancing. That's the thing, man. <laughs> I don't know. Who you can even trust in this situation? Because if you go to bet, because I thought about betting my friends on Vegas. So I was like, going to give them some money to bet on a on an NBA future. And I was like, man, I'll just pick it up in November, December. Well, I'm not even sure if I'm going to be down there now with the way things are going. But I cannot bet anyone off that top. So I'm going to, I, I hate to say it, I'm going to bet on the Rockets. Not that I necessarily think that they're the best team or not that they're going to win it. But I think that they have a shot for the way that their roster plays out. I agree with you. And, I mean, you'll win more money if if it comes through because they're not favored. So I think the Rockets are actually kind of a sneaky little bet there. I think I mentioned on the show last week, you know, Nick Wright from First Things First, he thinks, you know, out of the teams in the West, the Rockets are the second best option. And this does benefit them. They're getting time to, to basically have training camp 2.0 and get used to, you know, not having Capella and get Covington, you know, more acclimated with the offense. So I think this could benefit them. Yeah, I hope it does because I'm going to bet them, man. I've come to the uh, conclusion that uh, I'm not betting any of these heavy top favorites in any of these sports. Maybe the Astros created some, created some value. We spoke about that, about anywhere in the range of 8 to 11 to 1, depending on where you get it at. Third best odds. Did time suit them well? We get Verlander back. with looks a little bit healthier or a lot healthier from the from the Instagram post I saw. I think it's going to be fantastic. The shadow, I guess, the of the fans that they were wanting to throw on top of the Astros for the cheating that supposedly they only did. I think that that shadow has casted a little bit. Now it, it sits a little. But don't get me wrong. I wanted them to have that bad guy persona this year whenever it was going to happen because I thought, you know what? It's time to fight it back. Like You, yeah. you admitted what you did. You were punished. You even did self-punishing within the organization. Your guys went over and exceeded and start firing guys and saying, y'all got to go. But we still, we're still as fans in the same predicament as we were a few year, weeks back whenever we heard, hey, there's, there's proof that the Yankees probably did cheat too. There's a letter that they're trying to keep sealed. Well, here we are, and it's still in the same spot that we were a few weeks ago. We are. It's a shame, man. I, I want that to come out. I want it to come out before the season starts, but you know who knows? We, you know, all these appeals. This could take forever. All right, guys, thank you for joining us again for another edition of Moneyline. We'll be on Monday through Wednesday, seven to eleven, here on ESPN ninety-seven five. Signing off for Josh, Trey, and Jerry Bow. Peace.
ESPN 97.5.